welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week is the last episode of the month, which means it is also the first Gold Hoarder episode of the year. We're going to be sitting down with the Gold Hoarders to talk about adventures. We're going to be talking about PvP in the Battle for Sea of Thieves, as well as how people are dealing with hackers is it something rare needs to take care of all that and more in this week's episode of keel hauled podcast but before we do any of that i have to thank the patrons because they're the ones that are supporting this content that you're listening to right now they went over to patreon.com forward slash keel podcast to show their support for what i do for the community for what i do for sea of thieves and i appreciate the heck out of them so i wanted to thank People's Republic, L Cute, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Hasco, Captain Hayes, Chateau Neuf, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer 6, Jabaro 5, Carl Embo, Kazia the Rogue, Night Star, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Raja the Brave, Regis Stella, Replicated Flame, Rustbell Kid, Norwegian, Scamelt 666, Captain Dasm, That Kilted Guy, DN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Heger Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Rooski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow, thank you all so much for your support. It really does mean the world to me, and it helps me do all this fun stuff that I'm, I'm able to do because of you. Thank you so much, and I'll let you guys get into the community episode. Oh, again, if, if you're part of the Captain Crew, if you're a gold hoarder, you're always welcome to join in on these. I always welcome all of the gold hoarders that come chat about the game. We've had a lot of diversity with the gold hoarders. Uh, so if you want to chat about the, the Sea of Thieves and what's been going on, you're always welcome to always check the event in the Discord. And uh, Discord links are in these show notes as well, too. Welcome, everyone, to the latest Gold Hoarder episode. I'm Captain Logan, and with me today, I have a slew of people joining us. It is a couple galleons full of some of the finest people in the Keelhauled community. We're going to be running down a list of all the folks that are with us today so you can get accustomed to their voice. And then we're going to be talking about the latest patch notes, the adventure. Uh, there's some some interesting theories about why, what might be going on with uh, Briggsy, as well as the stuff going on in the Sea of the Damned. And I really want to hear some feedback from folks about the uh, latest updates to the PvP because we've had some really interesting changes with the PvP. I want to hear how the queue times have been for folks, uh, if they've had any good victories, or if they've still been running into things that uh, don't seem like they're they're working as intended that maybe we can address to see if that's a commonality or an anecdotal type thing. So. Welcome, everyone. I'm so glad that you all were able to join me today. We don't have everyone for the entire time, so we'll try and kick things off and get things rolling. So uh, first off, I wanted to welcome going down the list, L Cute. Welcome. How are you doing? Hello, hello, everyone. I'm doing fine. Thank you. First time here. Very glad that you could join us, too. <laughs> Thank you. And next up, we have Godhammer6. Godhammer, how you doing? Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Not bad. Uh, first timer as well, which is fun. Hammer to Hammer to my friends. 
Nice. I love it. Carl Embo joining us as well. Carl, how you been? Not too bad. Glad to be back. Good. Excited to talk about uh, everything this week. Right. Lots to cover. As always, we have Mina Ferry. Mina, how are you doing? Welcome back. Hello, I'm doing all right. Yourself? Good. Thank you. I got to talk to you earlier this week on uh, Xbox Mike 29's stream, and it was nice to uh, to get to say hi and hear your voice before we got to sit down this weekend. Yes, it was good to see you there, too. We also have People's Republic joining us. People's, how you been? Doing well, sir. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for having me. I am. Yeah, I got to listen to you as uh, as you were sailing with um, Chenzo the other night as well, too. A journey as always. <laughs> Those streams are something else, I tell you. Regis Stella is also joining us. Regis, uh, what's been going on? How you been doing? You doing good? Yeah, I'm doing good. And uh, still playing CFEs. Well, not really at the moment because I completed my plan in the past. Nice. Only unless I'm playing. Only unless I'm doing the adventures, which. Considering what's next and what we just been through recently, yeah, I'm excited. Same, me too. I'm really looking forward to seeing this third adventure coming up. We have for a short period of time, from what I've been told, Rust Belt Kid joining us, who does not always get to jump in. Rusty, how you been, buddy? Good, good. You know, first time listener, long time <laughs> caller. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> how it goes, too. First time listener. I just heard this podcast and I thought I'd been paying for it for a long time. I might as well listen. Much love, much love. <laughs> and last but not least, because he always has the X at the beginning and the end, is Big Bad Pat. Patty, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much, sir. Good, good. I'm glad. I also got to to talk with you and, and jump in while uh, Xbox Mike was doing his Sea of Tuesdays, which if you guys don't know, I'll, I'll do a plug because he supports, but he's not here today. He does Sea of Tuesdays, um, which is, what is it, like 8 p.m.? uh british standard time or gmt yeah 8 p.m gmt yeah so it's it's right at my lunchtime so i get to pop on uh to see what's going on for a little bit during my lunch break um on tuesdays but i'm glad everyone was here uh i guess i, I really wanted to jump into um since we don't have rusty the whole time I was hoping that we could jump into some of the PVP experiences that folks have been having, any kind of accomplishments, things like that. I really want to get some feedback. So um, just to kind of kick things off, I've been doing some uh, of the the uh, Battle for Sea of Thieves myself, and the few times that I've gone on where I felt comfortable jumping in, I actually noticed that the, the queue times have been a lot shorter has anyone else been running into long queues or have things really changed when they made the implementation to go against uh the same faction uh, i'm noticing uh we started playing a little bit more before we start jumping into an adventure and we noticed the queue times are actually pretty quick um at least for us they've been pretty quick but we normally only go sloop or brig so i couldn't mm -hmm. tell you on the guy inside i kind of refuse to do galleon at this point <laughs> But right. um, like I said, on the sloop side and on the brig side, it's actually been super quick. But at the same time, between Tennessee, Hefe, and myself, normally when we've played, mm -hmm. we've never really had that much problems other than like maybe once or twice here and there. Mm -hmm. So I, it, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of change, but at the same time, it does feel a little bit quicker getting in compared to where we were before that's that's kind of been my experience as well too um any anyone else have any thoughts or anyone have any galleon experience galleon experience no but uh for duo sloops i've been doing uh duo sloops i got my guardian uh my blessing 
before the changes and i got it uh i've been doing some after the changes and um long queue times on sloops uh are an outlier now um it's been near instant or like less than three minutes for the most part um since the new changes went down um briggs a little longer about less than five minutes but anything past that has never really been hasn't really been that long it's been it's been good Oh, that's fantastic. And congrats on the blessing, too. That's a, a heck of a, a milestone to hit. Thank you kindly. Me and my duo sloop partner, um, we got, he managed to get exactly where I was in his uh, allegiance progress. And we hit it uh, at the exact same time together. It was, it was oh, a lot wow. of fun. That's cool. Oh, that's so yeah. awesome. Well, uh, so anyone else have any thoughts or, or feelings on the uh, the queue times? Anyone run into those outliers where things have been really, really long? No. Good. That's awesome. Patty, I know you've been running on uh, uh, the Galleon for a lot of times. Um, are you doing any Galleon uh, dives? No, haven't been doing Galleon for a while really? now. Really? Um, well, not since our last firing session on the Galleon. Oh. It just... Uh, oh, yeah, I know. I haven't played it. So I haven't done. So I haven't done Galleon since they did the Blunderbomb change. Hmm. Interesting. Because that was what stopped me playing Galleon at the time. Because it was just ridiculous. Uh, one thing I will say is, or after they made the Blunderbomb, uh, the Blunderbomb change, it, am I the only one that thinks that cannonballs are now doing what Blunderbombs used to in terms of being able to knock you off the ship? Hmm. I haven't. I feel. Go ahead, Russ. Sorry about that. Like... No, 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 no. Please. I... I'm glad you made that comment because I was thinking about it the other day. I'm not so much convinced of so much knocking off the ship yet, but what I've noticed a lot of with the cannonballs is I feel like you're getting knocked back more. I feel like it doesn't matter what you do, especially at least on the definitely on the brig because it's so open at the top. I feel like any cannonball that even comes close to skimming the top of the ship is going to hit you. Somehow you get you you get hit no matter what and whether it's killing you or knocking you back and it just seems like every time i turn around i'm trying to eat food to try to stay alive because the cannonball could be two and a half feet to the right of me and the hit reg is just like doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what you do you're gonna get hit somehow i don't know if maybe that's just me maybe i'm crazy but it, i could see the reference to that maybe knocking you back even more on than what, what the blunder bombs were doing with what Patty was saying. So I kind of see some correlation there and I'm wondering what's going on there, but I don't know what evidence is there to support that yet. Man, that's, that's crazy to hear. Uh, Peoples, I saw you, you had uh, some thoughts you wanted to jump in with. Um, going back to the queue times, um, we were running what Friday, uh, we had our full crew, uh, galleons have been fine. Um, uh, I think that the queue times have been great across the board. No, um, no surprises there no resettings so um, i've been really pleased with the the fixes and the updates um so far the only thing that i would say was we have seen more repeats uh as of late um so we might get into a a, a situation where we might play the same people two three times in a row which um i wish there was a way to break that up and maybe this um this area uh when they they break us up where we can um what is it called when they're talking about we can uh, match uh, through different uh, uh, geographical areas uh, that wasn't implemented into this thing? What's that, what are they think, calling? 
Wasn't it called cross stamps? Cross stamps, sure. I, I'm hoping that when that comes, there'll be more diversity uh, in the matches. Because right now, if you find that you're being auto-matched to a, a really, really strong crew, it can be it can be really tough. Interesting. Can I can I pry a little bit more into that? Because uh, with with the experience that you've had, you've mentioned running into multiple uh, the same people multiple times. Um, how have uh -huh. the outcomes been on that? Are you noticing that you're getting uh, kills or, or, or you're sinking or getting sunk by the same people repeatedly? Or has it been kind of back and forth? Um, we're, we're about half and half. Um, you know, we, when we are supplied up, we are more, more successful. We have had some situations where we're uh, playing the supply game. But um, skill-wise, we're about half and half. Interesting. Okay, so at least it feels like it's not just getting trumped on every single time. Correct. Yep. God Hammer, I know you had some thoughts on on, on blunder bombs and galleys. What, what are you thinking? It's not a lot of experience, but we did do one galleon. Uh, we did one galleon night with my other group, and um, after a couple uh, quick wins, uh, we ended up getting matched against somebody who knew what they were doing. Um, they didn't use uh, blunder bombs to uh, attack us directly, but uh, when we were in the first, the joust in the middle, in the start, <clears throat> we both ended up going parallel, and they used blunder bombs at the very beginning to hit the back of our ship and knocked us completely out of line and straight into their camera, in, in into their um, into their cannon broadsides, and we couldn't fire back. And it was like a very clever and uh, strategic use of it that I've seen, um, which I thought was. A deeply interesting tactic and if i played galleon more i would definitely be trying to replicate it yeah yeah those those blunder bombs it's crazy to think just how much displacement one of those little blunder bombs can do on something the size of a galleon like they had and i remember they had to go back and actually adjust how the physics of the rowboats with harpoons had to work because people were using the rowboat harpoons to pull galleons around and stuff and it feels weird that that blunder bombs can have such an impact uh, both figuratively and and physically on galleons but uh, i know rust has to get out of here he's leaving us like a, a horrible person um and wanted to leave on on one note there rust what did you have to say no i just wanted to <clears throat> real quick about the pvp um i still think it's a great mode i still think there's a lot of kinks that need to be fixed um and with that being said i've noticed with us uh tennessee and i did some solo or not solo but some slooping the other day and then obviously we jumped on the break with hefe we we seem to be in a 50 50 the one day we went two for two and then the next day, Tennessee and I went one for one. Um, it seems as though when we lose, it's not even close. Like, we're getting dumped on. It's not even a close fight at all. And then it seems like the ones that we're winning, that the teams are skill-based at one thing or another. They're either okay at sailing or they're just wanting to TDM. So I think there is some disparity going on there. Obviously, you know, not everybody is okay or good at, like, all-around you know, between sailing and, you know, actual PVP hand-to-hand -hand combat. But I'm still wondering about matchmaking going on because, like I said, when we lose, it's not even close. Like, we're getting dumped on. There's The skill base is so much different. And even though, yes, it's been months probably since we've actually sank in adventure mode, I actually have way more fun doing PVP in adventure mode because it seems like the interactions are way more fun. Mm -hmm. And... I'm getting in the in, in the new PvP stuff, it's just like either the crews are not talking, there's no interaction at all other than just fight, you're done, it's over with, 
or it's just we're getting dumped on and it's toxic as can be and it's just like like i said almost more, way more fun in adventure mode even though we haven't sank very much in adventure mode in a long time it's just way fun the interactions are better you meet crews that are having fun it's ggs all around a lot of times and it's just a completely different way of playing so i i don't know if there's a mentality thing like tennessee and i were talking of when we go into pvp mode and all of a sudden our brains are thinking differently so we react different but there's definitely something there because we play completely different in adventure mode than we play on the new pvp mode and when we get dumped on i mean we get dumped on so yeah. i don't know we'll see it's just it's just disheartening right now still um congrats to all the people that have their blessings but it is a little disheartening because it's like you put so many years and so much effort into this game between lore and just having fun and playing the game and everything is locked like there's so much stuff that's still locked behind you getting to 100 and sometimes it's like i you have no desire to play because it's like well i'm either going to get dumped on or i might possibly win so if i play 200 games i might be okay so with that said i like i said guys I'll listen to the podcast later. You guys have a good day. I just wanted to leave on that caveat a little bit. So have fun, guys. Bye, Rust. Be safe. Make good choices. I hope you find your dad. All right. I I would actually like to dive into that a little bit if I can just kind of add on to uh, what Rusty was talking about. Because I, I actually have had probably better experiences in adventure with PvP than I did in the Battle for Sea of Thieves. And I do think that there is a mentality change that happens when you choose to go into the Battle for Sea of Thieves. You're acutely more aware of what's going on around you and uh, you're, you're looking to anticipate going into a fight and how that fight is going to kind of kick off. Then when you're an adventure and you're just kind of in about the atmosphere and you may not necessarily be paying full attention to what's on the horizon or know exactly what to expect because at least when you go into the battle for sea of thieves there is a set expectation you have to sink or you have to get sunk and with adventure there's always that question of you never know what happens which i think falls more in line with what i always thought was kind of mike chapman's sea of thieves uh sea of thieves versus um what i think was set out to be done with arena uh did anyone have any any thoughts that they wanted to add on to that or uh, any anything that they'd want to say was is better about uh, having the battle for Sea of Thieves versus always having it set in adventure. It's Logan, I would hard. Say, go ahead, go ahead, Godhammer. You. It's hard because I've played a I have played about two hundred and sixty odd uh, hourglass matches. I could probably talk for quite a long time, but it's it's you get a mixed bag. I've had like wild, really cool experiences in hourglass, like really like stuff that happens like way outside the norm of what you'd expect like um i'll just give one of the best the ones that i had mm -hmm. we ran into this we ran into a sloop um that had just sunk us uh they came back said hey i know the i know the grind for uh the curses is tough do you guys just want to dice off for it and i'm like no let's 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 fight it out let's let's go for it we're trying to do this the right way and so he shoots off back to his boat me and my buddy uh get in there start to fight and we're in heavy fog and a galleon comes through like an, a completely on just an adventure galleon comes in mm -hmm. um we stop in the middle of the fight with these guys they're 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 very chill they're very cool and we say, hey, do you want to sink this galleon together? And they said, yeah, let's do it. And so we we align together, sink the galleon. Then they're like, 
well, that was fun. Let's get back to it. And we fight, and we managed to sink them after they had sunk us in the first round. Then we got together, and then we, we got in a galleon with the guys we just sunk. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. And That's that was crazy. an hourglass match. It was, it was wild. It was great. Um, and I could talk like so many other things, but that's that's not not the time nor place to do that. But it's hourglass matches have been a lot of fun. Um, I've had really toxic people, too. But that's that's Sea of Thieves sometimes. And that's interesting because I, I I've seen a couple of clips where people have put in the the whole like, hey, let's roll for roll for sinks or roll for wins kind of thing and see, like, let the dice decide on who's going to win and, and lose. Uh, Peoples, I know you had some thoughts, so I want to get your thoughts in here as well, too. Yeah, uh, I, th I think they both had their place. I mean, I think Adventure, the, the fights are more organic. Uh, you have motives and stuff, the reasons why. Um, for the, the BSOT stuff, the Battle for Sea of Thieves, um, I mean, it's clearly what you're trying to do when you get in there. Um, you're trying to get the win and you know, really get out. So, I mean, each has their their place uh adventures fine i've i found that a lot of the the heavy sweats have been moved from adventures so it, it has become more easy mode um but um you know your battle for sea of thieves the uh, the competition's really really gotten really gotten tough yeah yeah i will agree and, and it's nice to know that I, I really am still kind of curious but it's nice to know that the times have gotten down but i'm still very curious about how the balancing is working for uh, the actual matchmaking because it definitely feels like during peak hours for your time zone uh, you know mostly whenever people get off work and they get home that's when you'll tend to get some of the uh, the toughest fights and uh, outside of peak times it's a little more even balanced um, which makes me really curious about the the type of play style that uh, folks are, are getting into when they're when they're either during peak times or off peak times and stuff um, did anyone have any any thoughts on Battle for Sea of Thieves as as we kind of wrap up here before we get into the adventure? Logan, you want to talk about the uh, the uh, infestation of of hacking going into uh, the Battle for Sea of Thieves? Yeah, that no, that's a uh, this was something that was brought up by and I, and I appreciate the call out because I almost forgot about it. Um, TM Professor. Uh, was nice enough to do some digging who unfortunately couldn't be here uh, earlier on, but there was a conversation going on on uh, the social media channels is where a lot of the discussions been had that I've seen that uh, hacking is becoming a lot more prevalent in Sea of Thieves. Um, and the question comes in is why won't Rare implement an anti-cheat system, something that allows uh, the game files to be checked prior to the game launching to ensure that no one's tampered with anything or there's no software running that might augment the playstyle? Because we have seen a lot of videos, uh, clips of people being able to um, instantly teleport over to the ladder and then get on the ladder. Um, there's been a couple band waves that have gone out to knock out accounts, but there's even uh, a couple videos that have been put out as far as like forums stating that people are able to uh, circumnavigate the band because of a, a script that they're able to use to unlock their account. Uh, a, a whole host of things. And the question came down is, is if, see if, if Rare needs to implement an anti-cheat system, uh, for the the game uh, that allows players to feel more confident that the people they're fighting on PC or mixed crews uh, are going to be people who are not just actively cheating in the game. 
outside of, of trying to use some sort of exploit. Um, and I wanted to see how everyone felt about that. Have they run into any any cheaters? Because I, uh, before we dive into the the bit of, uh, about Easy Cheat or some of the, the programs that are being used, um, I just wanted to get a, a, a bead on how everyone feels about this, if this is something that they should do. Uh, have you run into this or noticed anything kind of sus? Oh, I've not done much in the uh, PvP side recently. Um, but in Adventure, I have noticed that I'm coming across more of them now really? since the update. So no it's, like as if it's like as if more people are actively looking for them now. It's like everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Which has been a bit double-sided. It's, it's raising awareness of it, but also raising awareness to people who go, huh, there's an idea, mm. and then using it in adventure as well um i think i've had i've probably had less than i've probably had about 50 battles i reckon in uh the hourglass in total now mm-hmm. um but only maybe two of them have i encountered cheats on it but i am seeing it more often in adventure now i wonder if it's having that barbara streisand effect where all news is good news even if it's bad news and the more people talk about it the more awareness of it being a possibility comes up so people who might not have thought that it was possible or starting to be uh, having it brought to their attention. And now they're starting to actually look for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I feel that's what's what's kind of happening with it, unfortunately. Let's see, in yep. chat, you guys are talking uh, peoples. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we had our, our first real hacking situation um, Friday uh, where we uh, came up on this um, naked galleon um hit everything um and they had uh auto fix um on where you'd hit the hit the uh the sails and they wouldn't go down or they'd you'd see it, it twitch and everything uh fix back real quick um they were um <clears throat> teleporting you know onto our boat and around our boat um you know you you you, you kill them and you got another you know three on your boat and you know instantaneous um, it was it was really really bad uh, to the point that um, when they're running around the boat they they were playing music and they reported Chenzo's uh, um, Twitch uh, for copyright infringement. It's just a it's a troll, and um, I don't know if it's people that care about the game or, or really want to get good at the game. Uh, they're doing it because I think it's the cool thing to do on the. Uh, on the Reddit servers right now uh, for this particular game, and it's apparently really easy to do, um, but it, it really ruins the game. And, and ultimately, we had to uh, to scuttle uh, with our supplies and, and and just get to a different server. Uh, it was not a good experience. Man, that sounds painful. Um, so this was uh, something that that, uh, and I want to give full credit to TN because TN did the research on this. I was under the impression that there weren't actually any anti cheats for Microsoft software, and I think I spoke about that earlier in another episode. Um, come to find out that actually Gears of War implies the easy anti cheat software. Uh, Halo Infinite actually has. Um, I can't remember what the name of their thing is. It's like a Spartan or Arbiter or something like that. Um, But they have their own custom one. And at this point, given that easy anti-cheat, which I'm very familiar with, is implemented through Epic Games and Sea of Thieves is working off of Unreal Engine 4, I don't see a reason why Microsoft could not have Rare implement easy cheat for the PC and Steam client. I don't know how the Steam client impacts this, but I think that it's something that should be addressed, especially if there's no reason 
why they wouldn't be able to add this as uh, as as kind of a way to help prevent people from being able to use anti-cheats. Um, I think it's something that is a real shame that it, it destroys the validity of how fun this game can be in a competitive nature. We're already dealing with the fact that uh, hit registration and server stability are uh, issues that Rare is constantly battling against and not having uh, a way to prevent players from being able to repair a ship. And I've seen the clips too people having hitting a mast having the mast go down and then having it instantly pop up uh and be repaired as if nothing happened that that really does kind of kill the mood for people and it makes people not want to play the game and if if rare is trying to do this as a live service game they need to protect the integrity of the game you know from from outside sources uh and and additionally working on their their code to make sure that the game is as stable and and uh good as it can be Patty, you had some thoughts on this, though, or am I just calling you out? Uh, sorry, no, it was, it was, it was just. If there's no, I, I, yeah, fine. I, we hear about that there are um, waves of banning going on, um, but I have yet to see. And, and please, if I'm wrong, please tell me. I haven't seen anybody moan that they've been banned from Sea of Thieves. Not recently, anyway. Nothing. So if there is no visible banning or punishing of cheaters what's to stop them from keeping doing it yeah and you're not wrong and i think it's something that rare should probably have like a quick video or a post about saying that they're looking into the cheating and they will be uh, uh you know having appropriate repercussions for or uh for, for that or consequences for that people you had some thoughts yeah it, it really needs to be uh it seems to be really easy for people just to turn over accounts to to if they get banned in one account they just open up another one it really needs to be down to the cpu level and, and banning that uh either ip or um that serial number um access I'm, I'm not as knowledgeable in that area but i understand that you can identify that and uh that's my feeling is they should just be done carl you had some thoughts oh i can't remember what game it was but i'm sure there was one game where they actively it, it could have been call of duty or something like that where they actively punished them not by banning them but instead pulling them into their own separate service system so if it's been proven they're cheats and they're hacking they kind of like it's like their ip address gets pushed into a particular pool so all they come across is other cheats other hackers um and it kind of like pulls, so, so rather than banning their accounts and then just go, oh, it's fine, I'll just make another one, they just end up coming across more and more cheaters because they're being pushed into a pool of them instead. I can't remember what, did, what game it was, but um, a few people said uh, Dark Souls, Modern Warfare. Um, but I wonder if maybe that might be a solution for them, if there's anything they could do about that. They've definitely uh, have the ability to merge servers on ships. Um, and now ships can be merged even while they're sailing. So it's not like they, they have to anchor down to be able to get merged into a different server. I definitely think that if Rare has the ability to identify cheaters, um, which we don't know if they do or how they do it, uh, but if they could do that and actually use the merge system to take those players and push them to a different server where they're all fighting against each other. I actually, I would, I would be fine with that as well too, because I, I could very easily start seeing people coming out of the woodwork complaining about coming against cheaters while they're cheating and how they think it's unfair that rare won't let them do what they want to do with the game they paid for kind of thing and just let the hubris set in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's an issue. I, I think there are solutions given how other Microsoft studios are addressing this. 
Um, I would hope that for the integrity of the community in the game that uh, Craig Duncan can make some phone calls to either Matt Booty or Phil Spencer or send an email to whoever the security team is over at, at Xbox and see if they can help get advice or uh, work with the, the rare team to try and get something implemented to make the community feel safer, knowing that they're going to have some sort of anti-cheat system checking to make sure that you can't use any programs or anything to, uh, to, to get into Sea of Thieves and be able to hack it the way that people are right now. Ahoy there, Pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any to VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer or you'd like to save money on games, it's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show did anyone have any last closing thoughts on this before we jump into uh thoughts on the adventure all right um so i wanted to jump into the adventure uh mostly to hear some thoughts on it and what everyone feels like uh this this adventure has been I have had a stellar time with it. Um, I was just talking to uh, Davram and uh, he and I were chatting about the the adventure the other day. And it was uh, very interesting to kind of see like the conversation that he had or the experience that he had uh, dealing with the fact that he has um, had really bad headaches as a result of the red tint and uh the seat and the stars spinning and stuff like that so um I, I talked about the adventure and my thoughts on it last week so i'm kind of curious if anyone wanted to jump in to kind of have a conversation about uh what they thought of it what they thought of the lore how how they liked briggsy was do you think the war smith is actually the war smith um what did you do with the the golden cursed cannonball before you turned it in uh, what did you think of the the Sea of the Damned being able to change parts of the wilds back to when they were, uh, you know, original form or the 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 live version of the Sea of the uh, or the the wilds? Like, who's got some thoughts on the adventure? Personally, I thought it was incredible. I really enjoyed it. I loved the way that they uh, implemented it. I felt that it was a big step up to previous ones. Um, but one thing you just reminded me of regarding the the the, the red tint. Um, one of my friends, uh, Ginger Jefferson, uses the orange glasses. Mm-hmm. And I watched him do it on stream, and it was constantly... He would have to lift them up so he could actually see. Oh, man. So I, I, I can see where maybe that... Maybe whether that could have been done differently. Um, but otherwise, in all, I've got no complaints about it personally. I feel, I thought it was 
incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I had a really good time. Um, what did everyone think of the, the constellations and having to, to work out what the constellations were? Mina? Um, I, I quite enjoyed that. I quite enjoyed going and finding all the constellations and stuff. It would have been nice if it had all registered the first time round. Oh, really? Were there issues that you ran into with it not, not picking up what you did? Uh, yeah, we did all the stuff. Um, dug up the got constellations, dug up the keys, dug up the chests, got all the constellations to get all of those because you can't do them without doing it. Got to the end and it everything had completed except we had eight out of nine constellations marked. Oh, weird. You... I had to go and do it again. Oh, man. And Carl, you had that too? I did, yes. But when I did it, there was someone on Crooked Master at the time. And me being me, I thought, I'll leave them to it. I'll just go straight to Old Faithful and do that island first. Obviously, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, um, but once I'd completed it, I looked at I looked at the uh, accommodations for it and, and noticed then um, that I'd missed one. But thankfully, it was the second one on Crooked Masts. So it was, it was solved very quickly for me, thankfully. Man. Mine was the very last one. That's always going to be rough. All nine again. <laughs> How do you have the? But I really enjoyed it, and and sorry, and I agree with Davram a bit with the the red and the spinning. I had had a migraine that week. Um, I was just coming off of it, and it I, it did make my eyes hurt and made me feel a bit blurred with with this, especially the spinning. But I it was really cool though. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. The the spinning stars. I. When I when it first started, I pulled up the mask to my eye, which I think is a, a brilliant mechanic, by the way. Um, and I didn't I took it right away and I didn't never notice the spinning until I got to Old Faithful, where it was a lot more open on that top of the uh, the island. I didn't have like the peaks of Crooked Mask to kind of give me a um, I don't know, like a fixed point to be able to focus in on. So when the when the stars started to spin, oh man, that that really did me. And I had to pull the mask down and kind of stare at the ground for a little bit and like look away from the computer monitor to, to kind of get my bearings and just kind of like not feel like I was going to heave. Uh, Patty, you said that Super Pack and their crew ran into the same issue with the uh, the recognition of the the constellations. Uh, yeah, um, ran it with Oz, Mina, and Beat Nate on the Thursday, uh, and like and as Mina said it was the last one that hadn't registered for us but we didn't know that at the time uh we then ran it through with oz myself mina and cj at the weekend and obviously we got all of ours to complete and then he got to the end and it was like uh i've only got eight of nine it's like oh great (laughs) but we figured out that it was one on it was one of the crooked masks that hadn't done that's good. At, le- at least it was kind of the one that's, that starts off. LQ, you had some thoughts on this? Did doing you want what to... they're doing. Oh, sorry, Patty. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> it cut out for me, so I thought you were finished. Yep. <laughs> sorry. Um, can I intervene? Yeah. Please. Yeah. So uh, I really loved it, the, this adventure. I think it's my favorite. And for one particular reason, it's not to having to read the journals. I, I, I have a confession. I love tall tales, but I really hated the journals. So each and every time I, I, I'm doing like if I'm reading them, but it's, it's really for the commendation. And then I'm telling myself that I'll come back later to read them. But 
each time I'm feeling stuck in the reading interface. Uh, I don't know if you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to press enter, enter, enter. And while at that time there are skeletons, there are uh, <laughs> crawlers, sea crawlers, I, I don't know how to call them, <laughs> and PVP. So this time, not having journals and having that uh, Briggsy ghost talking to us, I, I thought it was really, really good. And reassuring. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, I really loved having the memories and having Briggsy talk to me about her memories and, and not just have it be stuck with your face in a book, hoping you don't get attacked. I still got attacked even when when I was doing this, but at least if I if I put the mask down, I could at least kind of like look and, and take care of the phantoms or the, the ocean crawlers or the, the skeletons. And yeah, the... I, I going forward, I really hope that they have the memories or the journals as um, kind of audio that plays, even if it's just audio that plays uh, and just have that done so that hopefully, hopefully they're able to do it in multiple languages. I don't know how difficult that is, but I, I really hope that they're able to uh, to have it set up so that um, we, we can listen to them instead of having to read them all the time. Anyone else have any thoughts on the adventure as far as uh, some feelings? I don't know if uh, I know Regis had done it and, and I don't know if they're back yet or not. Um, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. So Regis, you, you did the, the adventure. What do you think? It's uh, pretty interesting, you know, more, more, the more history on the, more in history on the, on the, on the ancients is more was welcome. Cause you know, that's the thing that we, barely know of and we've seen a lot of their uh you know you know how last year was basically like you know flame hearts you know overall you know story storyline of that year mm -hmm. well i think i think this year is going to be focusing more on the uh the ancient side of thing you know learn more about their history their culture their uh the creation of the curses and how they possibly how they managed to create the shroud as a whole and especially with this story with just uh well learning where the temple is and hopeful and what and what may uh and uh, to quote this to quote the stream both a curse both a, both the curse and the cure so possible trial and maybe like the prince that was mentioned just succumbed to the curse right or willingly accepted it mm -hmm. yeah just yeah yeah really cool stuff i'm very curious to hear about uh like this this temple what the trial was who the um who the priestess was and the prince and the king. I originally thought it was like a Flameheart Jr. thing. And then I realized it wasn't a junior or Flameheart Jr. thing. And then I was like, oh, well, now I really want to know what this is about. Um, so and yeah. uh, I just I, I love the the prospect that we're going to have to go to the Sea of the Damned to figure out what this is all about and and how the ancients were able to manifest all of the the dreams they had of this paradise and what that paradise looks like yeah all good things come to those that wait as they say it's true definitely well i know um this is going to be a weird sidetrack uh but we actually have tn professor who uh is is taking a moment from his cia mission uh to to kind of <laughs> jump in and missed rusty earlier but um we just finished up uh we jumped into the adventure conversation um, so I wanted to welcome you into the show, and uh, you're the one that we we were talking about as far as doing all the research for the anti-cheat, and I know this was something that you wanted to uh, 
uh, talk about. So um, I wanted to offer the floor to you if you wanted to jump into to chat about it. I appreciate it. I just rowboated in. Sorry about dripping seawater on your carpet in here. Uh, my apologies. That's fine. I appreciate uh, the pineapples. <laughs> um, no, you, you, you got me down a rabbit hole. I started doing a lot of reading on uh, Steam's anti-cheat, um, what... Uh, Microsoft does the the easy anti cheat stuff that you'd mentioned. Um, started reading more about that. Found out that they're in partnership with Microsoft and uh, work with them on some of their Halo um, anti cheat stuff. Along with the fact that Microsoft has their own Azure anti cheat, which apparently runs as well. Um, but there's no confirmation that I've been able to find that that even though with the work that Microsoft does in collaboration that Rare is leveraging any of it. Um, I think somebody showed me something where one of the devs had posted on, on Twitter that they were using Azure's system. Um, so I, I went down a secondary rabbit hole with that. And so far, it looks like the Azure one is the weakest of any of the systems that uh, um, is used for anti-cheat. And, and that's really kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, that is a shame to hear because uh, it definitely, I know uh, Mina was joking about it earlier, but uh, the game does check for fake coins, which is <laughs> is kind of them checking the files to see if there's anything messed up, right? Like, I, I think that's kind of what their system is to, to ensure the version types are the same, but... I, I don't think I that's wish I knew. Right, yeah, it's mired <laughs> I in wish mystery. I knew. Um, where Steam is pretty upfront. I mean, all the way back in 2018, um, they even got wrote up because they were starting to check uh, cache files to see which sites you visited. And if you were consistently visiting um, known hacking code websites, that puts you on a list. Um, and there was some unease about, you know, just how in your business they were getting on your CPU. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these systems appear to not be in the game code. So worrying about how it might interfere with game code isn't the, the real issue as far as what I'm finding out. These systems run pre-game and yeah. check files and check, uh, you know, file types and all of that. And then they do use a layer of AI to check for suspicious behavior, uh, which is something Rare has mentioned. But I just, Rare does has not said very much, which is them, Rare, what they want to talk about, they do and what they don't, you just don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to, to see. It's definitely a, um, they do a good job every once in a while of putting out a, a forum post uh, or a blog post. And that typically does kind of address some of the main concerns. But I think a lot of the main concerns that they address tend to be focused on stuff that is, is pertinent to in-game um, and, and, and cooperating with stuff. They, they rarely ever really kind of straight to your face tell you this is an exploit don't do this or this is uh against the terms of service don't do this and i think i think we need a little yeah. stronger hand from rare in this case if if i'm if i'm correct there's just been so much more chatter from content creators and and everywhere twitter and and facebook and all the sea of thieves people seem to be noticing a lot more of questionable behavior i know we're I don't want to be quick to call everybody a cheater because I think that that's, that's, that's just wrong. You can get beat by somebody who's better, and I will be the first to admit I think that happens to me a lot. Um, and so I don't want to be quick to just say everybody that beats me is a cheater. But with the content creators, uh, I think it was Mixel rolled twice 
in the new fight, you know, battle stuff and hit what I feel is pretty undisputable evidence of cheaters twice yeah. in a row. Bam, bam, right there. And to have nothing to say that, that we can point to confidently that Rare is strongly dealing with it adds an air of question. And that that jeopardized Steam back with Counter-Strike back in, you know, 2018 and before, so much so that they got really serious because they recognized that it could hurt the community and the future of, of their game. And I just, Rare has made something beautiful. They have obviously shown their ability and talent to create a game that, that has, I, I would say, near-perfect interplay between um, game and people and the community. They, they have a level of care that they've demonstrated, and this just seems like a missing blind spot. And it could be that we just they don't want to tell us, and that's why we don't see it. But right now, because they don't want to tell us, the assumption is starting to be made they don't care. And that could be toxic to to this game we all love. It's something worth protecting. And the reputation of the game, the, the fun of the game, I feel, is tainted when you're not sure if everybody's on an equal playing field. And that was the whole point that Rare told us, we don't want to do these systems where people can get extra skills. It's just going to be the cosmetics that, that we aim for, and everybody's equal, and it's just your skill. Thank you for that TED talk, everyone. Uh, TN <laughs> Professor. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm with you, and 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 you brought up, I think, what is one of the strongest uh, points is that the amount of attention and care to detail that Rare puts into this game when it comes to crafting narrative, building adventure, developing unique uh, uh, systems for us to play around with in this game that is unlike any other game. And I've been playing a couple games that are supposed to be kind of like this game. And I tell you, Sea of Thieves is still the best pirate game out there. Um, it really does call into question if they aren't just ignoring this or they don't know what to do about it or, or why are they so attentive to everything else in the game except when it comes to things like cheating, hit registration, server stability. Is it a lack of experience? Is it an, uh, an inability to decide on a system that will that will help them move forward with it? Um, very clear to me that they're 100% okay with making experiences that people will love in a world that we love with stories they want to tell and everything else is kind of on the side on the sidelines for that did anyone want to jump in to kind of uh chat about what we just kind of went over with with tn or or did we want to jump back in tn do you want to stick around for the adventure conversation yeah 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 i've roboted here and dripped on your carpet so uh and i'm the here pineapple. for good now can't can't yeah, the forget pineapple. the pineapples. We're making <laughs> we're making my ties later. Gotta have the pineapple. So um we were just chatting about uh first off, kind of the experience. Uh we found out that a few folks here actually had trouble with some of the recognition on the constellations when they were going through the adventure. Uh it was very interesting to kind of uh see how a multiple of people are actually running into problems with having all the constellations actually register. I ran it twice. I never had that problem. So I'm really kind of disappointed to hear that, that um, folks had to go run through it again uh, just to get the completion for it. Um, I think uh, LQ made a really awesome uh, point about how the uh, journals were uh, great because they weren't journals. They were memories. And um, I think that was kind of when we were kicking things off with Regis talking about 
how interesting it's going to be with uh, the Sea of the Damned and the Ancients and what the third adventure is going to be kind of like. But um, did anyone have any thoughts that they wanted to jump into? Or, or uh, Tian, did you want to jump in with your experience with the adventure? Well, I know we did it with the Black Rose and just really loved it. We felt like it was probably the strongest narrative and um, adventure story we've had in a while and and really did just enjoy sitting and listening when we weren't being attacked by um, <laughs> non-player enemies. Um, and I, I love being able to sit back and listen rather than ignore reading journals. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, the PVE was strong with this adventure. Um, I, I hope that they have, they have uh, the, the um, oh my gosh, Glitterbeard. I don't know why that was. I was kept wanting to say Beardageddon. I'm like, Beardageddon's not the name of the event. Uh, but they have Glitterbeard, and Glitterbeard is sectioned off. I mean, our Beardageddon should be an event, let's be honest. Uh, but Glitterbeard is an event that has an area that is completely unspawnable for uh for for ocean callers or for skeletons. They just can't interrupt that experience. And I think that should be a toggle that rare enables. Uh, for these adventures if they're going to do that everything could happen to you sure but um, this calls into question the adventure that we had with uh, Flameheart versus Pendragon right where people were getting attacked on uh, a, a shipwreck bay and it makes me wonder like what's going on with this but um, what did you guys think of of the ability for for creatures to spawn on you should that be a natural part of the game because it happens to everyone everywhere or should this be something that is locked away because it's an adventure because it's story being told i, I personally think, think that it should be go on pat no go on you're first but it guides i think that it should be an area for the end parts of it in particular um and if you're not going to make the memories PvE free, you should be allowed to replay the memories as many times as you want, rather than just that one time, uh, rather to go back through it. But that last area, it's a perfect area to be cut off from the PvE. Yeah. Um, we know that it's a it's a tall tale area as well, of course. So just cut that that one little section off, and it would have it would have made the immersion so much more better. Rather than having the people talking, then all of a sudden, three ocean callers popping up at the ground right next to you. Yeah, I had it happen to me uh, on my first run through. Um, but yeah, Patty, what were you going to say? Um, I was just going to say, I don't think they should turn them off, but they definitely need to turn them down. Because we were getting, like you said, it was literally Skelly's first, straight into ghosty uh, phantoms and then as soon as we finished phantoms it was straight into the, the ocean crawlers and you're thinking i've just spent four minutes killing enemies just so i can spend 30 seconds listening to somebody read something <laughs> it's the price you pay for a good story time i i definitely i'm good with both i'm okay with them tuning it down i'm also okay with them uh, uh turning it off because i i will say like as as i was going through it solo the two times that i i went ran through it last week um having the ocean crawlers pop up was disruptive but i also got you know a couple gemstones off of it and i can't really complain as as the 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 amount of loot that we got for doing this adventure was okay i loved the briggsy chests um but it was a lot better to fill those up with you know emerald and, and ruby gems than it was 
the 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 random cup or the the little coffer that I got uh, when when I dig up those chests. So I'm kind of of two minds because I, I didn't mind getting the better loot out of it, but at the same time. I did get a little disrupted as I was trying to like, you know, focus in. It's kind of why I had to do it twice. I had to focus in on what they were actually saying. And then I ended up recording it just so that I could actually kind of look at it, process it without having the mental distraction of, of the ocean crawlers or the phantoms. The phantoms were the worst. God, the phantoms. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, I, I definitely think that the, the adventures are, are definitely stepping up as far as quality. Um, anyone missing tall tales at this point or adventures good to go? Like, are we good moving forward with adventures now? I think the I think problem so. there, uh, Logan is the replayability. You know, you kind of miss that moment in time. If you come in late, mm -hmm. it's, it's tough. Um, what I would actually prefer is to have a, uh, and it could be it could be anybody. It could be thugs as far as I care. Have a have have journals of these different adventures and you open it up and you see it like, you know, the books and like mist where the, the guys and they're talking to you and mm -hmm. like has the, like the animated uh, storytelling there, maybe something like that in game so you can actually catch up. But the, the things I like about the uh, the tall tales is anyone coming to the game, you can direct them straight away. Uh, to the tall tales to get caught up on the a, a good chunk of the of the backstory and kind of where we are. Um, I think you miss some of that with the uh, with the adventures. However, I think the adventures you're getting uh, much more lore um, ongoing, which I I, I love. Um, so I'm of two minds. I do have to say a, a shout out to Ors. He protected us while we um, watched the, the the play and tried to run around and, and keep us from dying. Uh, he didn't help when there were three um, crab ocean crawlers and a keg, but that wasn't his fault. Um, and we didn't thank him for it. Sorry, Ors. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Ors, and happy birthday, Davram. Happy birthday to uh, Norwegian this weekend as well, to a bunch of birthdays this weekend. Um, I don't know what was going on nine months ago, but... Uh, shout out to all the, all the, the birthday folks out there this weekend too, um, for helping us out or, or, uh, taking time this weekend to have, have fun. Um, uh, Regis, you said you missed tall tales. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, well, like what the other guy said, it's just, uh, repayability, missing the moment in time, but well, tall tales, you know, you can always go back to them. And with the adventures, there's, they're time limited. There's always like, you know, uh, it's always, I always like, like. Well, progressing the story, seeing what's next, and stuff like that, you know, just instead of just being like guessing, like, what the heck is going to be coming to the game lore wise in the next few updates. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think that Rare has a plan for the adventures as far as catching people up. Um, I think that they're planning to do something kind of as a way for folks that are just coming into Sea of Thieves to get. A, a clear understanding. I don't know if if or when that will get implemented in the future, um, but I do think that they'll they're gonna hit that. They're gonna find a way to let folks in on what's going on because so much of this at this point is either being relayed through uh, podcasts or news blogs or YouTube videos that it's really tough to get an idea of the the chronology of the 
the situations that are going on with Sea of Thieves. You guys are distracting me in chat right now, so you're going to have to stop with that. Uh, but I really love that Rare is quickly iterating with the story. We're getting new adventures every single month. We're getting new content every single month. And I think that that is, is paramount to a live service game. Um, as much as I hate the fact that they can't lock it in in a way for folks to go back to revisit it because there are definitely adventures that I think are worth going over again and not having that functionality is it's, it's a real bummer because I would love to take folks who have been away from the game for a while back into and just have them experience what I experienced in a, in a way that will kind of like shot them shotgun them into the present with what we're doing in Sea of Thieves. We're short on time, so I wanted to do one last round for everyone. If they wanted to have an opportunity to either comment on something or address something that was uh, uh, talked about previously. So um, LQ, uh, as we're heading out, anything you want to touch on? Nothing in particular, thank you. Okay. Well, I definitely appreciate you stopping by. It was good to hear from you, and I love the accent. Um, Godhammer, anything you want to jump in on? I, I, I would just say that uh, I I am enjoying the adventures, um, but it is sad that some of them, like the Herald of the Flame, the people coming to it are going to have the first two tall tales to play it, um, but they're never going to get to experience like the end of it, which is a, is a bit sad. I mean... I, I understand, you know, you had to be there sort of deal. Um, like every time everybody, every single time everybody, I, I started the game in 20, uh, June 2020. So every time somebody opens their mouth and starts talking about, man, you should have been there for uh, the hunt. Uh, what was the the Merrick one? The first Merrick one? Hungering Deep. Hungering Deep. Everybody's like, oh, everybody comes in with these fantastic tales of their experiences during the Hungering Deep. I'm like, Man, I wish I was there for that. But I understand I wasn't there. So that's that's how it goes. But for something like the the arc of uh, the Flameheart Pendragon arc, um, it started by two tall tales and finished with an adventure that nobody's going to get to play, which is kind of a shame. But uh, other than that, yeah, thanks for having me in. Oh, it's a pleasure. Glad to have you in here. And I agree. It's it is a shame. We had uh, Seabound Soul and we had Heart of Fire and Herald of the Flame is is snuffed out, unfortunately. Uh, moving into Carl, Carl Embo joining us, uh, and and a pleasure as always. Welcome to uh, the end of the show, if you will. And anything that you want to jump into as we exit? No, just it's a, a pleasure as always. It's nice to hear some new voices as well, um, as yeah. well as the uh, the regulars we put up with. Right. Um, <sighs> Looking forward to meeting everyone that's going to Sopfest. Uh, obviously, the last batch of tickets went out today, uh, the day of recording. Um, so it's an exciting year of, um, well, another year of chaos, I imagine. Oh, it's going it to be, be fun. It's going to be frenetic. I can't wait. Sea of Thieves Fest is going to be fantastic. I'm looking. I'm. I'm really hoping that Dread Pirate Dog has the the American one going this year i hope that works out because i i look forward to the idea of going to two sot fests in one year um mina we're heading out what do you want to say uh i think i've said everything but see if the is going to be awesome yes <laughs> fine 
going into peoples, we pulled up to dock. We're unloading. What do you got to say? I'm really excited about the group that we have here tonight, uh, today. Um, I think we have not just all American, not just all, um, you know, I think we have a really good mix, uh, you know, of, of a lot of different countries and a lot of different uh, perspectives uh, for the game. So uh, Sea of Thieves about community, and I appreciate uh, the community on the uh, call today. Well put. Yeah, it's nice to have everyone join in and share their experiences from all across the world. I think Sea of Thieves is one of these games where because you can play with everyone else, it's fantastic to get to meet people across the world that I never I'd never get to meet outside of Sea of Thieves. So I, I love it for that. Speaking of Regis, Regis, when are you starting up a Sea of Thieves fest down under? It's if, mate. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm not 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 gonna do it, but I would, but I wouldn't mind going to one there in, in Australia, obviously. So, uh, well, I don't have a well, I don't have a fanfic update yet. I do have a fanfic recommendation called Sea of Thieves. Uh, What's it called again? Legend of the Glacial Dragons. And uh, fun thing about this, the captain turns into an actual ice dragon. Oh, that's I cool. just posted a link. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As well as some, uh, as well as some, uh, you know, romance with Stitcher Jim. Don't worry. He doesn't become a national lord in this. Spoilers. <laughs> so if you want to see, you know, what happens if Stitcher Jim was performed and falls in love with the captain, then there you go. Cool. Awesome. I know a lot of folks yeah. love the idea of dragons coming to see if he's off the sea. If anything like that happens in the Sea of the Damned. As we are heading also- out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Also, also, Flame Hot is a dragon as well. An Ashen Dragon. Really? Mm. A literal Ashen Dragon. That's that's some fanfic right there. I can see it. <laughs> Only right. on the internet. Right. Everything happens on the internet. Doesn't matter what it is. Uh, TN Professor, we're heading out, sir. I know that you took a moment to stop playing Goldeneye and murdering people <laughs> uh, to get away from your CIA life, but. Um, you know how is uh how are things you know where you're at where you can't tell us ah you know i wasn't gonna go here but you're talking about the community everybody kind of mentioned that and we were talking jefe and and rust with we were talking about this a few nights ago Uh there's no other game that we've done where interactions in a game turned into real life friendships we've been sailing with each other and with many of you since 2018 and consistently and i'm just blown away that uh this uh imaginary life on the game is has turned into real life friendships um meaningful friendships um and, and we've shared a lot of life together and i, I think rare deserves a, a kudo for that thank you for creating something that we could gather around and uh, uh thank you logan for creating keelhauled um, i told you long ago you get the community you deserve and uh and we're it like it or not and uh thank you <laughs> so there you go i hear the undertones in that, in that comment. <laughs> so lost on me <laughs> well i know i i know one of the one of the people that has helped me out the most that has been there through some of the weirdest and and best moments in my life has been big bad pad patty Thank you for being in my life. And what can you say as we close out this episode of the Gold Hoarders? Stop blowing me up. Stop blowing. <laughs> that would be a start. Okay, Mina, it is. All right, I'll start blowing up Mina. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right, folks. Um, before Mina has an opportunity to uh, jump into 
uh, comment about that. We're going to close out this episode of the Keelhauled podcast with the Gold Hoarders, who are the faithful patrons who are supporting this content just like you can. Thank you to everyone who came by today. I love you all. I hope you guys all have a fantastic weekend, whether it's your birthday or not. Uh, and just get out there, have some fun. I hope you have the best plundering you possibly could. I hope you get the best stories that you're that you're looking forward to and you get all of your blessings, curses, what have you, as we look forward to the future of Sea of Thieves. <laughs> Alright Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of the Keelhauled Podcast. Thank you so much to the Gold Hoarders who came by to chat about the game and to all of those that are unable to make it. I wish that you have an opportunity. Again, it's on every Saturday. I try to have it around 1pm uh, Pacific Standard Time, 4pm Eastern Standard Time and 9pm GMT. Um, so if you have an opportunity, if you want to chat for about an hour or so, we usually do this every Saturday that has the last Monday of the month. It's the last episode of each month and we record it on the Saturday before the Monday that it goes out on. So you're always welcome. If not, if, you, if you're not part of the Gold Herders, don't worry. You can still get your comments, your concerns, your questions into the podcast. Head over to uh, patreon.com. Uh, there's a free tier. You should be able to leave a message there on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N or at Keelhauled Pod on Twitter as well. You can always send in an email to the podcast uh, uh, email address at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. Uh, my DMs are open if you'd like as well too. Just feel free to message me. Let me know what you think. Comment on any of the posts. Uh, let me let me know if you guys have any uh, concerns or something that you want me to talk about as well too. Totally open to whatever you want to chat about. And with that, Pirates, I think that's going to do it. So thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. If you're listening to this, I wanted to let you guys know that I am doing an Xbox podcast with Luke Lore over on the Xbox Expansion Pass. Just search Xbox Expansion Pass. You'll see his show. I'm a co-host on that. There's a YouTube version that goes up on YouTube as well. Just search Xbox Expansion Pass and you'll find Luke Lore and Captain Logan. We're talking about all of the news that are going on with Xbox every week, uh, every, every uh, weekend it comes out. So if you want to get more news and you want to hear from me that's a great place to go get some additional content and thanks to luke for letting me join his show you've been listening to a robots radio podcast smart shows for interesting people check out all the shows at robotsradio.net do you love the witcher series and are interested in learning more about the world and the history and the monsters and the characters of the witcher well this is Robots from shows like the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast and the Mass Effect Lorecast. And me and my buddy Toasty are now doing The Witcher Lorecast. It's available on whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on right now. 
And we also recorded live on Monday nights on twitch.tv slash robots radio at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. So you're welcome to join us there. Again, it's the Witcher Lorecast available everywhere. Go check it out right now. Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs? So it's Howl's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm-hmm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. Plop. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set podcast. So join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions?